This is Continua. We're guided by music and grounded in science. Journey with us as we explore the intersection of music and health. We're diving into discussions with professionals and creatives. We're sharing information and giving you conversations to motivate you along your health journey. I'm Chloe Livray. I'm Aliyah Abdullah. And And you're you're listening listening to The Continua Podcast. Perfect, yes. A great mellow vibe today. What up, what up, what up? (laughs) Is this Chloe's version of spoken word? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to do that because Kyle will make fun of me. (laughs) Well then, song of the day is Guapale Closer by our guest who we'll bring on in a minute. But before that, sip of the day. Chloe, she's vibing out actually, so I don't know if she's going to answer. Oh man, this is a great vibe. This is a good start. So today I have Juicy Juice. Yes, you do. And my juice is Phytocold. And the ingredients are apple, carrot, orange, and ginger. Nice. It is delicious. I love that kick of ginger. Mm -hmm. It just really does something for you. No, it's really good. Actually, we had this, we did our pop-up at Moto Yoga LA, and we had some of these samplers afterwards, and everyone drank multiple multiple, <laughs> multiple juices, <laughs> stayed afterwards, asked if there were some extras. Yes. So I have the other one, and mine is the Athletic Lemonade, and mine has apple, spinach, carrot, mm-hmm. and lemon. Boom. Very nice. Yes. Without There's, even looking. Good right, job, Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> They're super good. But... Without further ado, and this is why we're drinking Juicy Juice today, we have the founder and the owner of Juicy Juice, Lori Carter. Yes. And <laughs> she is, or has been a business owner since 2001 in the health and wellness industry. So she's watched it evolve, watched it change to where yes. we are now, and was a biology graduate from LMU. So any of the LMU alumni out there that are listening on this podcast. Shout out, shout out. Shout out to you all. (laughs) And of course, entrepreneur, educator, and scientist. So we're really excited to have her here. And for me, little tidbit, she knows both my parents (laughs) from, uh, is it elementary school? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is so incredible. Yeah. It is. So let's kick off the day and bring on Lori Carter. Yay! Thank you for having me. We're excited to have you. Yes, thank you for being here. Thank you. Super excited to have you. The juices are delicious. Oh, so good. Thank you. So good. Those are two of our most popular flavors. Athletic Lemonade and Phytocolds. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Juicy Juice. Go get juice. yours. Yes, go yes. get yours. So, Juicy Juice is located in Carson. We are. And should I, how would I give them directions? Um, so, our address is 940 East. Dominguez Street, mm-hmm. uh, but what's really easy is we're right across the street from IKEA, so okay. we, we know we're not in the mall. And we don't share the parking lot with the mall, but we're right across the street from IKEA. There yes. we go. Yeah. Everyone and knows where IKEA is. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> right across from IKEA, very right. central location. Right, you right. have two options in the LA County area. So <laughs> either you're real. in Glendale or, or you're Burbank. in Carson. Oh, right. I forgot Burbank, California. Oh, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so the Carson IKEA, right, right across from the Carson IKEA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice, cool. very cool. Awesome. Should we dive right in here? Yeah. We should? Yeah. Chloe wants to kick us off. Yeah, I have so many questions, especially because you've been in this industry for so long. I have. Um, Well, 
how did so you grew, where did you grow up actually I grew up in Carson okay. um and our original store was not in Carson although that was the original intent okay um our first store was in 2003 at Melrose and La Brea. Oh, uh, wow. We started in 2001, but we were a mobile company then. Okay. So we did um, music festivals, health health oh. fairs, private parties, corporate events, schools. Uh, then we, before the store, we acquired contracts at the Home Depot Center is what it was called, but now it's the Dignity Health Sports Park right. in Carson. And the Coliseum the L.A. Coliseum and the L.A. Sports Arena. So we started off as a, a mobile hmm. event business and then evolved to a brick and mortar in 2003. That was at Melrose and La Brea. And uh, that's where we really grew, although we were only there for uh, a year and a half. Uh, El Nino made our roof fall in. We were closed. We got in a big dispute with the landlord and then moved to Carson. Oh, wow. Uh, but that year and a half there was... Uh, very impactful. We had an elementary school next door. We did, um, you know, field trips with the children. We really kind of uh, made our mark in that first year on the West Side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, we're, I mean, now juices mm -hmm. are popular and you can find a juice bar practically anywhere. Mm -hmm. So was that the case back in 2001? It was not. There were a couple other here on the west side because of the area, but there weren't many, especially in Carson, where we are now. Right. Um, the, we've watched the industry evolve and grow tremendously, which is good. You know, there's enough mm -hmm. for everyone to make juice and make money doing it. But the most important thing is the impact to know that so many more people are drinking juice. Yes. Yes. Snap, snap. Mm -hmm. um, why Why did you make the switch from mobile mm -hmm. to brick and mortar? Well, it was always uh, the goal to have a brick and mortar. Um, that actually was the original business plan. And uh, I entered a business plan competition and won. Nice. Oh, wow. It was a $20,000 prize. And that wasn't enough to actually open a brick and mortar. So within the business plan, there was um, a down-the-line goal mm -hmm. to have a cart to particularly go to schools and not really a cart to have an ice cream truck-sized vehicle to go to schools because we wanted to take a page out of um, that other company with the golden arches. They target <laughs> children. <laughs> We're not going to give them any free Those who uh, shall not be named. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so they really target no children. For you. <laughs> not at all. Not them. We, we gave it to IKEA, but not them. <laughs> no. Um, so we wanted to target children the same way they do. And being able to pull up after school and have these great options uh, was always part of the plan. So when we won the $20,000, it was, you know, one of the things that I share when I speak to audiences of entrepreneurs is to be flexible, you know, to be persistent, but be flexible because that's where the cart was born. So that $20,000 allowed me to completely get set up and then get the cart made and then grow from there. So did it start with, with children? Like when you initially had the business plan and the desire to educate um, communities and people about juicing and about their health. 
was that the initial target of like, we want to start with educating kids and we want, because the juice, the juices, by the way, everybody are delicious. Thank you. Um, so was that the, that was intent? the intent. It was because, um, children will make their parents go anywhere and you can see the insanity of the line of the drive through <laughs> at that other place. Like right. they're going there. Most of them, because the children is like, ah, and it's like, whatever. Um, so if we get to them and then they're so young, not only are they forever customers and then potentially future franchisers, um, they change the household. Right. And if they steer the family towards a healthier lifestyle, that's what our goal was. Yes. Completely agree. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, why juice? Yeah. So I've never been a coffee drinker. Like we were just talking about that <laughs> caffeine. We, we won't call you out, Kyle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't um, worry, Kyle. We won't call you out. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. We were just talking. Um, and in college, you know, you guys know that when it's midterm time and paper writing time, everyone's on espressos and highly caffeinated drinks. And I tried it, but I just couldn't. It just didn't. I didn't like the taste, even though there's some juices we don't initially like the taste of. Um, I just it just wasn't for me. I, I went toward other um, ways to stay up that were not necessarily the best route. But after I graduated, um, I initially wanted to be a physician. And uh, just a few months before graduation, when it was time to actually take the MCAT, prepare for the MCAT, take the MCAT, and put in those applications, I helped a friend nurse's mother with cancer, pancreatic cancer. So that's one of the most aggressive mm -hmm. cancers out there. And watching how the traditional... American medicine handled her, it really made me reevaluate if this was where I wanted to spend the bulk of my life. Because when we start working, that's where we spend the bulk of our time. Right. Especially and, as a physician. Yeah. And then the energy taken in of all of that, I just didn't think it was um, that experience really made me say that that's not it. And I didn't know what to do with this science degree. We aren't taught how many careers are come from science. So at the time, it was either be a doctor, be a teacher. Right. And I didn't think I wanted to be a teacher either, although I am a <laughs> educator. And then I just thought about my biology teacher with his pocket protector and his pens and that just didn't I didn't feel like that was me so I didn't know what to do I kind of did a few things um, I worked at the, the sheriff's department in their crime um, in their um, narcotics lab wow and that was really fun wow but after the first month of doing the same thing every day testing because the testing the chemistry of it that's all exciting right but how many times do you test marijuana brought mm. in off the border using this same chemical test that you have to go through because you have to document it? It just, there was no windows in the room. It's just, I didn't think mm. that was my forever future either. It was like too monotonous for you. It right? was. The yeah. only way you get out of that lab for work is if you're on a meth team. 
and, and you gotta go to dismantle a meth house. <laughs> and I'm like, sounds nope. pretty gnarly. No, I don't, yeah. don't want to do that. That's not it either. <laughs> so I didn't know what to do with the science degree. Um, but I was driving through Brentwood one day, and I don't. I, did, I should check to see if Fred's Juice Bar is still there. But there was a Fred's Juice Bar next door to a Starbucks, and I thought, oh, that was a good idea because. Starbucks was popping up everywhere, and everyone was like, meet me at Starbucks. <laughs> Every meeting was at Starbucks. It was. And I didn't drink coffee, so I would get hot chocolate, I would get tea. It just wasn't the best place for me. But that juice bar next door, then that's a good idea. And I just kept driving. And then literally a month later, a Starbucks coming soon sign went up in Carson. And I thought, oh, well, maybe I can be the juice bar next door. Starbucks. And I started researching, and the profit margin at the time of fresh juice was crazy. Like good? Like good. Okay. Like (laughs) you can get a 50-pound bag of carrots for $14 or something crazy at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Charge your juice like six bucks, seven bucks. Just really made sense. That's crazy, yeah. So that's how the evolution of Juicy Juice was created because I didn't get that particular location because of the expensive mm-hmm. rent that they put on it. Um, however, it planted the seed in me that this is what I can do. And um, our staff, we are considered juice chemists because I love that name. Yeah. I yep, had yep. to connect it for my parents. They were like, You went through all this, we paid for Loyola. I mean, <laughs> And you're going to do what? Like, they didn't really get it at the time. Um, so I tried to make it make sense because I needed that science background to really understand some of the things that we create with the juices. Right. Mm-hmm. So you essentially stumbled into entrepreneurship. And I would imagine at that time it wasn't as popular then as it was now. So right. that sounds like all three odds of one being a woman entrepreneur, a black woman entrepreneur in the health and wellness industry, in a community where you're also trying to encourage more people to learn more about their health. So what was the, I would say, motivating factor that kept you going against all those obstacles? You know, I'm a really um, spiritual person, and I really believe that it was given to me. And I couldn't, it would be disrespectful for me to not see it through. And every path that I was led down, it was, um, it was like playing a video game, you know, like <laughs> you, it was something at the end of that, of every path that would make me say, keep going. Even some of like when we closed the Melrose store, that was closed by an eviction from the ceiling falling in and us being closed for nine days. And even after that, it still was signs to say, keep, keep going. going. Hmm. And that has been my motivation the whole time. Wow. So, wow. So nine days. So, I mean, that's pretty fast for you to have to close. Yes. Well, see, well, see the smart, the smart, the too smart for my own good self that I am sometimes. My lease was very clear that you can abate the rent 
for days that you're closed that you have no control over. Wait, what does that mean? Abate? It, then so that's what I did. I went and looked it up, and it actually means to withdraw, to oh, take okay. away, to you know oh, subtract. Okay. So it's written in my lease that I don't have to pay for these nine days, especially considering when I first moved there, there was water damage on the wall, and the landlord falsified to me that it had been repaired externally, but it hadn't. And his own roofer told me, no, he just had me look at it. He -hmm. didn't have me repair it. And I had a little drizzle come through before El Nino. And I'm like, hey, it's not repaired. And he came back out and he said, no, he still only had me look at it. So that was a lesson for me that I needed to follow through and see, well, did you repair it? Because that was his roof guy, because landlords are responsible for the exterior of the building. For commercial real estate. For commercial, okay. yeah. And for, because for, I'm not, I'm unsure. Is El Nino an earthquake? Oh, yeah, I'm so sorry, because it's so <laughs> long ago. <laughs> We've said it twice. El Nino like, was a major storm oh, that we storm. had. Okay, okay. I remember and that one. it, like, shut us completely <laughs> okay. down. And not just us, like, there were puddles and puddles in all over the, okay. the L.A. area. Got yes. it, got it. And what it, year was this? Uh, 2004. Okay. Mm-hmm. We were young. Yeah. yeah, yeah or yeah. December 2003 or something okay, like that. Okay, yes. got it. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was cool at yeah. that age. <laughs> Obviously because I didn't know all the You probably didn't have to go to school. Yeah. Right? Right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Look, we yes. get a day off. Right? right. And it was devastation. <laughs> well, and we were included in that. Yeah. And so it was a long, drawn-out process. Like, we didn't actually get locked out until like maybe March of the next year because we were going back and forth to court. But, you know, long money in Beverly Hills court, yes. I didn't really stand a chance. Mm. Right. Yeah. So but then, it was great because we moved now, to Carson. Right. And that's where we originally had our plan to be anyway, in neighborhoods that look like me. And, you know, I can service people that look like me. So mm. we were having... um a discussion on one of our previous podcasts. I think it was, it might've been with Kevin Mm -hmm. and we were talking about accessibility and education when Mm -hmm. it comes to uh, certain communities and health. Mm -hmm. Which one do you think comes first? When you say education or accessibility. So like you essentially Mm -hmm. kind of fall in both of those buckets where you created the access Mm -hmm. and you also offered the education but if you had to choose one, one of those, which one do you think? Um, I think access. Okay. Because I think the access gives the education. And that was one of the major reasons why we created the space that we have is um, we wanted to create a destination for the entire family to have healthy alternatives. Because we have gone through, there's plenty of organizations that get heavy funding to educate but then they go home and they don't have anywhere to practice. Mm. And so what we wanted to create and what we actually did was in our location, we were able to educate and then we saw it grow. Yeah. Especially as people got sick. Okay. You know, people, when they get sick, they get really desperate. True. Yeah. And, Our go-to in the past has always been traditional medicine, but we're seeing that that is not always the best route, and we're here to help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love that. 
So you're, would you say it's more so encouraging, like being proactive about your health now? Yes. Being proactive is mandatory. Hmm. It is. Take control. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. I'm still kind of, I think I'm still noodling on the juice chemist. Where, yes. Like that, that was super cool okay, to me. That, I was going to ask you. Yes. Speaking of juice chemist, mm-hmm. <laughs> how, like what, what made you come up with your um, formulas? We'll mm-hmm. say? That's yes. what we call them. Your, <laughs> your healthy juice formulas. Yes. Uh, well, because the education isn't there, it was really important that they taste good to the community that we were servicing. And we knew that if they taste good, then they would get them at their convenience. And just like any other habit, after you do it a while, then your body starts to yearn it. This is just a healthy habit. So we have some customers that went from every now and then to every couple of weeks to every week to every day, every other day. And it's because their taste buds shifted. Um, So the question was, how did we come up with the formulas? Um, so I, um, you know, I love to eat and I love to eat good food. As do we. Right, right? <laughs> Preaching to the choir. Yeah. Yes. So I just really, I studied what was out there and I just, I kept in mind my target audience and I made something for them. So our menu um, is even labeled the Phytocode, the Athletic Lemonade the cholesterol anxiety flush, the antibiotic elixir, the cancer buster. Mm. I have to say the grandma Betty's cancer buster. Some of our our, um, juices, their names have been cut short for commercial purposes, I guess you can say. (laughs) But I have to tell grandma Betty's story. She was um, diagnosed with... Um, I think it was bone cancer because no one would really verbalize what it was. Um, But it got to a point where the family was going in and turning her every two hours to ensure that she didn't get bed sores. And once I found this out, I took over two cups. This is my niece and nephew's great grandmother. I took over two cups of this concoction. It's apple, beet, carrot, lemon and curly mustard greens. And it wasn't on our menu at the time, but we had just had a book signing with a gentleman named Jolie Harris III. And his book is How to Cook to Cure Cancer. And it was specifically about the healing properties of the mustard green and the mustard seed. And so I put this drink together and I took it to her. I took three, one for her to put in, the re- we put in the refrigerator and then she drank one and I drank one. And I sat there and I talked to her while we drank our drink. And when it was done, I finished us up and I left. And they called me the next morning and they said that she called out to them because she had enough energy to turn herself. So she was really excited. So then she drank a cup of this juice every day. Now, she had been diagnosed with six months to live because of this growth on her tail. She had got back to her normal 81-year-old self putting on makeup, cooking, going with us to my nephew's football games. 
in the beginning of her going, she didn't, you know, my sister has a specific place that she wants to sit in every <laughs> game. And we all sit with her 50-yard line in the middle. And she, in the beginning, she would sit at the bottom. We would all sit with her at the bottom. But she was determined to sit at the top. Now, this woman, they were going in to turn. But she's climbing up these bleachers and she went on to live six years. And when she would go to the doctor, they asked her, what did you do? And she said, I'm drinking juice and prayer. And that's what she attributes to her quality of life being improved. And so what I think happened is... That first night, of course, it didn't shrink the tumor immediately, but it gave her more energy to fight through her turn. And that gave her mind more energy after she saw, oh, my God, whatever that was, it gave me something. So then her drinking, when I say she drank a cup every day for four years, every day, three ga- we, the half a gallon is four mediums. We would take it to her every three days. And... So I think what eventually happened is her consuming it every day did make the tumor tumor shrink because they would ask her, what did you do to make it shrink? She didn't have the pain of something on your tailbone that stops your mobility anymore because it went away. So we put it on the menu. It's called Grandma Betty's Cancer Buster. And most of our new customers know it as only the cancer buster. buster. But I try to get Grandma Betty's story out there as often as possible because she was 81. And, of course, they opted not to have any kind of surgery or any kind of um, chemo. So she was a perfect uh, example of what the fresh juice and change of lifestyle, because she also eliminated meat and what it can do for you. So, yeah. Wow. I love what a that story. story. I, I know. literally just teared up. I know. <laughs> That's Betty. so incredible. Yes. Grandma Betty's wow. cancer buster. Mm-hmm. That's what we will call it. Yes. Yes. I love that story. Because Thank she's you. no longer with us. So we have to continue to give tribute to her and what we learned through her. Right. Because I can only learn through our customers because I don't have all the ailments. So we can study and learn and research, but we actually have to have a physical person to say, yes, it worked for me. Mm. We have a lot of those stories, too. And so did you um, did you add the mustard seed in there because of of, because of that book that you were reading? I did. I did. It's the curly mustard green, fresh, mixed into the apple, the beet and the apple and the beet and the carrot comes from other research, Mm -hmm. but the curly mustard green just helped take it over. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's such an amazing story. Isn't it? Yes. And it sounds like you have plenty more stories associated with that. So Mm -hmm. with the the growth and expansion of Juicy Juice, Mm -hmm. is it with the intent of sharing more of those stories with people? And it is. It is. This year makes 20 years. We're celebrating. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Incredible. And uh, we plan on having a 20-day celebration, and every day will be something fun, whether it be giveaways or a gala. And we have video footage that we're compiling to help get the testimonies out. Wow. Mm-hmm. Please let us know when that happens. I yes. want to see. I <laughs> yes, of And course. are you, is, is one of your plans to franchise? It is. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're working on that. We're working on our second location which is corporate owned 
but the goal is to have that franchise circular put together and sell juice bars instead of cups. Right. Yes. Right. Wow. Yes. Giving yeah. the autonomy. It yeah. is. Yeah. 20 years, though. <laughs> like Aaliyah said, we are on our entrepreneurial journey. We are. Yes, we and are. We understand that it is a very, uh, it ebbs and flows. It does. I'll say. Yes. So can you tell us what, what were some obstacles that you faced in these past 20 years mm-hmm. and how did you overcome them? Um, yes, obstacles. Other than They're, the roof. Right, <laughs> right. right. There have been plenty, yeah. Other than El Nino. <laughs> um, if I can generalize the obstacles, um, you addressed them a moment ago about being Black, being a woman, and then I have to add to that being young um, because they didn't necessarily take me seriously initially. Um, I was um, like the little girl doing the lemonade stand outside yes. for a long time, even to my family. You know, it was it was a running joke that I was Tommy from Martin. <laughs> you ain't got no job. That was me for the longest. But I just had to stay. You know, I had to go back to that that higher power. I knew that that was given to me. That task was given to me. And I just had to keep going. And the next day is a new day. Like when we got locked out of the Melrose store, that was like the most heaviest day I thought could ever happen. Because we were literally in court handling it when their attorney snuck in with the sheriff, had us waiting in court while they snuck in and did the lockout while we waiting in court. So it was just really, really, a really rough day. But then I woke up the next day. And then to this day, I have added value. That night um, when I finally, you know, because we went over to the course, you know, we had to go over to this court. You know, we weren't finished when we were in court. Although they just did this over there. where I was ready to just like, let's just go home. It's over. But it wasn't over. And so by that evening, when I met my mentor in Lamert Park to give him a blow by blow of what happened throughout the day, there was a woman that pulled up next to us to go into a music place to unload her drums. And she said, baby, I don't know what you're going through, but here, this peppermint oil is going to help your headache. Because, you know, when you just and that and so she could tell and that peppermint oil immediately opened up my blood vessels and allowed my eyes to open, allowed the pressure to go away. Where I told my mentor, like, I don't know what just happened, but I need to get home while I can. And from that day, I, I mean, like, I have peppermint oil in my bag <laughs> right now. So I said all that to say that the next day came and that was yesterday's like, you know, that was yesterday's news. And then. The Carson store was kind of sat in my lap and that gave me the dream. opportunity. Yeah, it was. And we took over Smiley's bookstore and Smiley's bookstore. I grew up with Smiley. He was good friends with your dad, which is how I know Smiley and him. And and that whole um, idea of keeping that legacy of that bookstore open was presented to me. It's not fair if I look back and be depressed and upset about that door closing. Like that was a great opening for us. We have 
celebrity clientele because of that store, because we were right next door to a shoe store. Mm. And Mm. the shoe store is a friend from Carson. And he's like, hey, I'm opening my store. Come look at this space. And then this space was available next door. So it was, you know, I can't be mad at that. It It was a great time. And now gas is so expensive. Like our grand opening pictures has the gas station in the background. Super was like 175. I can't. Right. I don't even know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not what's mad a dollar? at it. Yeah. What's a dollar, right? <laughs> so it's it's great. That's amazing. Wow. So with the um the current staff that you have mm-hmm. working in the Juicy Juice location, how would you describe the culture and people that you're looking for? Obviously, like, I'm pretty sure we're going to get a bunch of people that, that want to go get some juice. But let's yes. say, for example, if someone wants to be a part of making a healthy change and distributing your the, the juice that you as the juice chemist have put together, how would you describe that person? Um, I would describe that person as an easy learner a team player, and we're hiring right now, if anyone's listening. <laughs> right. Um, I don't expect them to come to us already with the information that we have to share. Um, and a new learner is always the best learner anyway because they don't feel like they know it all already. Um, and a team player, you know, that's our environment. You guys been there, the, the smell, like it's... It's impossible to come to work, Matt, and smell the fresh ginger and the fresh cucumber and the lemon and stay that way. Right. So, you know, you the personality should recognize the beauty in all of those things and come to work overjoyed every time. I mean, we get regular customers, so we see the same people. They love us. You know, we love them. We know them. We know their drink. They love that we know their drink. Um, so that's that's a perfect fit for us. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. How do you want people to remember you? Hmm. <clears throat> As a giver. Sometimes to fault, but, you know... As a giver, an educator, and a giver. It's so funny that I, I went so long to not want to be an educator to actually now be an, edu- an educator in a classroom. It's crazy. What do you mean in a classroom? Um, I teach entrepreneurship. Uh, I originally started teaching it at Crenshaw High School as a volunteer. And... It was really selfishly initially because that was a perfect way to get Juicy Juice in the schools. If I volunteer in their entrepreneurship program and have their program, have one of the businesses be a Juicy Juice and we get a percentage, that was an easy way for me to get in. But it was so rewarding to actually see the light bulb come on for the young people that hate all the rest of their classes, like they would not go to school all day and then come to our class because it was their entrepreneurship class. And slowly it helped us evolve the whole entrepreneurship program through the leadership of Maynard Brown over there because he set up the English class and the math classes 
to feed our program. So now you have to go to your English class because you're going to be putting together your business plan in your English class. You have to go to your math because they're doing your business math. And um, it was so great being part of that institution as we developed that program there. Wow. Yeah. You know, our households are businesses. They're little mini businesses. We got to pay bills. We have vendors to get items. You know, we have clients, these little people running around. You know, it's a business. It helps if you learn early. And then it also helps you be a better employee for those that don't want the entrepreneurship life and they want to go help improve someone else's. You understand that those pins that you take home, they really they really add up to someone's bottom line. And so if you teach them early, some of them will actually be entrepreneurs and some of them will just be better employees. And yeah. so our, our business camp is a 10-week program and we specifically target ages 6 through 16. I would say if there's my, I have my two words from this podcast. It is juice chemists and ecosystems. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's my two from, yes. from today for sure. Yes. Love that. Me too. Where can where can they find out like more? What, yeah, more what's going on. Um, we are currently in Carson uh, at the location we spoke of across the street from uh, IKEA. And we have a new location that is coming soon. It's behind schedule because of COVID, but it's coming soon. It's in Compton It's at Central and the 91 Freeway. And uh, our social media, we're on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook. You can even find us on Yelp and see what some of our fabulous customers say about Mm us. And uh, those are all at Juicy Juice. And that's juice, the letter C, and the word juice again. Juice, C, juice. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Got it. Beautiful. Thank you. And last question of the day. Elia, do you want to ask it? I will. So this is the question we ask all of our guests. Okay. And it is, what's your definition of journey? There's no right or wrong answer. Mm, Of journey. Mm. That's interesting. My birthday was the other day. One of my best girlfriends. Thank you. One of my best girlfriends gave me a plaque that said, embrace the journey. So this is fitting. And so uh, journey... I would define as um, as the road that we take to finding and satisfying our inner self. I love that one. Beautiful. Nice. I think that's what I would say. Lori, thank you so thank much for you. being here. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. All right, everybody. We will talk to you later. Deuces. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Continua Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our Continua experience or have any questions based on the topic of this episode, DM us on Instagram at The Continuum.